stranger to us. God bless you, sir. Good morning. It's a morning, afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. Well, it's wonderful to be here today. Uh, please do take your seat. Thank you very much. It's wonderful to be here this afternoon. And I would like to, first of all, say a big congratulations to uh, my brother, my friend, Pastor Joseph, the wife, and all the leadership of this wonderful ministry. We do celebrate you, and we thank God for the 23 years that God has uh, uh, been helping us on this ministry. Will you help us put your hands together, and let's honor the Lord. God is a good God. God is a good God. Well, uh, before I bring forth the word of God, I came in here this afternoon with two very, very important people in my life, extremely important. I came in here with my uh, wonderful gift from heaven, God's expectation. My, my wife, she's here. Will I just ask you to be upstanding just to say hi to them? Give, give her a big, big round of applause. That's Nana. I love you so much. Please do. Then I have my son, wonderful son. You know, he called me aside one day and um, he told me, he said, Dad, um, I want to ask you a request. I said, what's it? He said, please um, don't hand over the church to my elder brother because I don't mind him giving him any of the branches, but I want to be the general overseer of the church. <laughs> I asked him why. He said, because the way you travel and you enjoy a lot, I also want to enjoy. <laughs> but trust me, he is a wonderful boy. Wonderful. Please, will you help me appreciate Jeremiah? Amen. 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 Well, um, that's outside now. I came in here to share the word of the Lord. I have a lot in my heart. I have a lot in my heart, and you will have to pray for me. You know, it's one thing for a woman to be pregnant. It's another thing for the woman to deliver. So you are going to really have to help me that uh, I like people to participate, and I want us to be um, in the spirit of prayer and worship. So everybody, will you just do me a favor? Stand up just for one minute and stretch your hands here. Stretch your hands here. Um, please, will you come to the keyboard just for a minute? Please, everybody, open your mouth and ask God. I, I can't say anything except God anoints the word. So I need God's presence. I want you to open your mouth now, and I want you to speak the word. I'm sure you can pray harder than this. Come on, open your mouth. Ask the Lord to speak. Ask the Lord to speak to us. Ask the Lord to speak. Ask that the word of God will come with power, with precision, with accuracy. Come on, open your mouth. Ask the Lord, Father, speak to us. Speak to us. Elama sopra debedea. Ebroma debedea. Baba debedea. Ederemoso debedea. Ederemoso debedea. Ederemoso debedea. In the Lamas and the Irabas Super Debe. Everybody lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. Do you know this song? This hymn, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. Lift up your hand, everybody, to the Lord. Blessed Assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Hair of salvation. Hair of salvation. Purchased of God. Born of the Spirit. Born of the Spirit. Washed in his blood. Come on, sing. This is my story. This is my song. Praise in my Savior. Praise in my Savior. All that is This is my story. 
standing up I want to read a scripture very quickly Matthew's gospel 24 I will read verse 14 Matthew's gospel 24 verse 14 don't touch the microphone again just leave it that way don't touch it Matthew 24 verse 14 and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations and then shall the end come i am just going to read one more scripture then we will take off i said and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world as a witness and then the end shall come i read second peter second peter chapter number three Second Peter chapter number 3 verse number 12 looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God lift up your hand Holy Spirit of God breathe on your word I ask for revelation I ask for inspiration Lord move in this place today Jesus Christ, Lord, take the church from where we are to where we ought to be. We vow to give you the praise and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you on the subject, advancing the kingdom of God. Advancing the kingdom of God. What does it mean to advance? It means to move forward. Somebody say move forward. What does it mean to advance? It means progress. What does it mean to advance? It means improvement. What does it mean to advance? It means to press on. What does it mean to advance? It means to move closer. What does it mean to advance? It means to push forward. What does it mean to advance? It means to make headway. It means to make headway. So we are going to be talking this afternoon on moving forward the kingdom, advancing, pushing forward the kingdom of God. Uh, and I want to start, uh, the way I want to start is to look at the two scriptures that we read this morning. Is anybody here at all? Yeah. We want to look critically at the two scriptures because uh, um, those two scriptures hold uh, a key to advancing the kingdom of God. Yeah. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the key to advancing the kingdom of God is in the hand of the church. Come on, is anybody here at all? I like the church that is alive. I like people to talk back to me. Am I talking to anybody here? The key, the key. You see, we cannot talk about advancing the kingdom of God without talking about bringing back the king. Hello? Because when the church advances the kingdom, then we can bring back the king. The king has been waiting for 2,000 years to come and take his throne. And the church is not, the king is not just waiting for angels. He's not just waiting for God. He's waiting for the church. Come on, am I talking to somebody here? And I don't know whether you've seen this before. You need to pay attention this afternoon. One day Jesus was leaving the temple in Jerusalem. And as he was leaving, the disciples came to show him the temple. What a magnificent temple. This is such a beautiful temple. Jesus said there is coming a time in which one stone will not be left upon one another. He was talking about the destruction of Jerusalem that was fulfilled in AD 70. He was dealing with three issues there. Then he spoke about he spoke about the, your coming and the end of the age. Hello, somebody. You find those discussion in Matthew 24. You find in Luke 21. You find in Matthew 13. You notice Jesus, you need to pay attention to this. Jesus begins to give different signs. You know, uh, prophets will come, they will deceive many. Many Christ will come. He speaks about uh, pestilence, uh, natural disasters. He spoke about persecution. They are go you are going to be hated by all nations. He, he spoke about uh, soul, uh, many other things. He says iniquity will abound, lawlessness will abound. As a result of that, the love of many will wax cold. People wouldn't want to come to church. They wouldn't love spiritual things. That's what he said. But he, he now mentions something that I don't know whether you have ever seen before. You see, when Jesus was dealing with that if you have time at home he spoke about this sign this sign there are signs but there is this sign. he says what shall be the sign singular not plural in other words um, there will be general signs uh, uh, is anybody with me at all there will be general signs nations rising up against nations kingdoms against kingdom there will be famines pestilence in diverse places but the issue when you have time in Matthew 24 look verse 3 it says what shall be this sign in other words what shall precede what shall be the sign that we your disciples should look for that will precede the coming of Jesus and he, he said something in Matthew 24 verse number 14 and it says this gospel of the kingdom I can stop here for the rest of the afternoon if you look at the gospel we are preaching today it's not the gospel of the kingdom it's, it's a man-made gospel it says but the gospel this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world as a witness then the end shall come in other words, don't expect the end to come until we've done our job. And did you know something? I never realized this until lately. The key to Jesus' coming is not the Father. We have too many religious people. We come to church. We jump it up. Jesus, I love you. I want you to come back. Please don't sing that song again. And I'll show you why you shouldn't say. Because majority of people in church today don't want Jesus back. You know what the Bible says? Peter said, looking for and hasten. In other words, pastor, as a believer, as a pastor, I should be looking for and I can hasten the coming of Jesus. Just as I can hasten it, I can also lengthen it. You know, a lot of people have the idea that God has a particular date in mind. And one day he will just wake Jesus. Jesus, it's time for you to go back. I don't believe that. If the church completes the job, tomorrow Jesus will be back. It says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness. And then the end will come. And it says, we can, we can look for 
and hasty. If you put those two scriptures together, it tells me the coming of Jesus is in the hand of the church. It's in our hand. So if we want the end to come quickly, if we want Jesus to come, we can hasten it by preaching the gospel, by taking the gospel to foreign land. Am I talking to somebody here? Please forgive me. Some of you are going to fight me here today. But that's okay. Watch this. I came here very angry. And I'm very serious. Angry at not some of you. I'm just angry at I'm, I'm, I'm dead angry at the Christianity that we practice in my days. I, I am angry. I, I am fed up. I, I am fed up of church. I'm fed up of religion. You want to know one of the greatest hindrances to advancing the kingdom of God? Read Matthew. I'm very conscious of time. Read Matthew 6 from verse number 24. By the time from verse number 24 to verse 34, Jesus mentions something three times. God doesn't, God is not frivolous with his words. He says three times, take no thoughts. Is anybody here at all? Are you sure you're here? I know some of you are sitting here, but you've gone home. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Chuck, Jesus said, take no thoughts for what you will eat, for what you will drink, and what you will put on. In other words, Pastor, what he was simply saying is that don't take thoughts about material stuff. I will take care of that. Oh, you didn't hear what I said? You, you didn't hear what Jesus said? You thought you heard it? He says, take no thought. You know what? It should not be part of your prayer point. Take no thought. It should, it should not come to your heart. Talk less of preoccupying yourself. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? Talk less of all your prayer point in your life. is about what you will eat. What you will drink, it's about marriage, it's about how you are going to attract a man, how you are going to attract a woman, how you are going to build your house, how you are going to make the first medium. It's just about yourself. Actually, if you focus on all those things, Jesus says you are a Gentile. For after all those things, do the Gentiles say. In other words, if your life is like that, you are not a believer. Look at me. I am tired. I am tired. I am tired of the Christianity that we are practicing our day in our day. It's still in the nurseries of God. And we call it spiritual. Pastor, what are you talking about? I've been in this country for 25 years, so I know what I'm talking about. All our conventions today, I want to blow up a few things, stupid, silly things that we do. All our conventions today, all our anniversaries today, all our seminars, you know what it's all about? It's about what Jesus said we should not seek. Don't look at me with those kind of eyes. Don't look at me. If we call a meeting where we're going to study the Bible to get to know God, people will not come. But call a meeting Come on, call a meeting where how you're going to strategize on making million. Call a meeting how we're going to strategize on attracting your husband or your wife. Call a meeting whereby I am going to tell you your date of birth and I'm going to prophesy and tell you all your details. In fact, if I preach for three hours, you will tell me not to stop. You know, this is what the church has become. We are no longer serving God. We are serving our stomach. We are no longer serving God for who he is, but for what we can get from him. Jesus says, take no thought of what you will eat, what you will put on. He says, consider the lilies. Consider the lilies. They don't spin. They don't grow. But, but, but I clothe them. 
He says, if I can, if I can clothe them. He says, even Solomon in all his array, it's not like it. He says, if I can do this thing to them, how much more? He says, you have more value. Then he says something that we should do. He says, seek you first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And every other thing shall be added. Ladies and gentlemen, you should never be chasing a woman. You should never be chasing a man. You should never be chasing money. You should never be chasing this. All these things are supposed to be chasing you if you are advancing the kingdom. Do you know how to have a big convention? Do you want me to say the way it is? I've been a pastor for a while, so I know. You know how to have a big meeting for you guys to show up? Because if we don't do it that way, you know, listen to me, we all need deliverance. We pastors need to be delivered from you. I'm telling you, you know, I'm telling you, it's like a small child, a small child that all he wants to eat is McDonald's. He doesn't want to eat the right stuff. Are you, are you, are you following me at all? Listen to me, all our meetings today, you check all our meetings. You know, there was the anointing of God. Oh, the anointing. Listen, what's that all about? After all the anointing, you go home, nothing has changed. The service was so anointed, the convention was so anointed, but you have never led a single soul to the Lord in the church. How many of you want to go to heaven? You better, don't, don't, don't raise your hand. Don't do that. How can you raise your hand? Are you not ashamed? Are you not scared? I'm, I'm ready. Look, look at you. Just look at you. Raise up your hand. You know, a lot of these guys don't understand what heaven is going to be like. Many Christians will get down there and be ashamed. When you look into the eyes of Jesus and you see the law of Ozen, I give everything for you. And what did he give back to me? You will look into his eyes for eternity. You, you couldn't give up your job, your time. And listen, I don't want to, I want to go to heaven, but not now. Man, you want to go to heaven? Do you know what it's going to be like? You're going to see John Wesley walk up one day. Do, they, do, do you guys read history at all? When the guy shows up and he begins to tell you what he did on this island and he's telling you a story and before he finishes, Evan Roberts shows up and he begins to tell you the kind of revival that took place in, in Wales and, and before you know, somebody like Reinhard Bonnke shows up that has led over 80 million people just a single man, over 80 million, you are talking to them. Then, then the man, the erudite scholar from Tarsus that wrote 75% of the New Testament, the man that did great things, Paul shows up and he begins to tell you the kind of things that, he, that he's done for the Lord. And you begin to see great singers, hymn writers show up and they begin to share with you what they have done about it with Christ. Listen to me, most of my generation, they will be saying to you, we never had phone, we never had the internet, we never had the Bible school. We never had all those things. And we shook our wall. You have everything. You had microphone. You could fly in a plane. You could go anywhere. You are so educated. Your phone is your diary. Your phone is everything. And you could not do nothing. Listen, forgive me. I'm tired of church. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I've not preached in our church for almost one month. I'm not even looking forward to it. Come on. Listen, what, what more do I have to tell you? There is nothing your pastor is going to tell you more. You've had it before. What we simply do is to recycle old messages. We recycle. 
Listen, look at me. Look at me. Listen to me. All these things that we say that our churches are growing, we are lying. We are lying. You know, somebody is upset in, in the church, they go to another church and they say, my church is growing. This is not growing. A church is growing when we lead genuine sinners to the Lord. They are coming to the altar. We are meeting them on the highways and the byways and they are coming, they are kneeling down to the Lord and they are joining the church. That is what advancement means. Five different times, Jesus gave us the marching orders. So clear. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. What did he say? Go into all the world. He didn't say stay in England. Mark's gospel, 16, 15 to 20. Check it out. He says, go preach to all creatures. Oh, did you hear that at all? Go preach to what? all creatures. Those you like and those you don't like. Go pray to all creatures. Then Luke 24, 46 to 48, thus it is written, thus it behoved that Christ must die and resurrect and that remission of sins must be preached in his name starting from Jerusalem. And ye are my witnesses. John 20, 21, peace be unto you as my father has sent me as a missionary even so i am sending you stop waiting for ordination you've been sent already our churches today are we are so we're so tied to possess tied to crazy i don't know what is wrong with my brothers particularly those of us from the particular color our titles are longer than our names. And listen to me. Look at me. You may be upset. You may not greet me. But ladies and gentlemen, there is nowhere I read in my Bible that God will reward title. There is no reward for apostle or prophet or evangelist or reverend doctor. Have you noticed all my brothers today, they become doctors. I don't know what is wrong with us. I say to people, if you are busy in the trenches, if you are busy casting out devils, saving souls, you will not be chasing titles. The problem is when we lose our vision, we begin to chase shadows. A doctor does not have to, a doctor does not have to uh, say, I'm a doctor. You will know by what he's doing. If you're an apostle, if you're an apostle, and an apostle does not need, you know, you know who I am. I'm an apostle. I'm a prophet. Keep quiet. Let your gift speak. Yeah. You know, this self, this self-centered gospel that we preach is no longer about Christ. We don't mention Christ. Our people today don't love Christ. They only love what they can get from him. Our services today is almost like a shopping center. You know when we have services? And God knows us. He knows who we are, Pentarascals. You know what? We come, we come with our whatever into Asda. And we go to the aisle. God, I've just come to shop for a husband. And after shopping for a husband, the next thing you want to go and shop for, you know the next thing you are going to shop for? The next thing I want to shop for, council house. After shopping for a council house, the next thing you are going to go and shop for, God, I need my own mortgage. And we keep shopping. All our prayer meeting. All our prayer meeting. Father God, I need a wife this year. I need a husband this year. Father, you must answer me by fire. Fire, 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 fire. And the next thing is, every witch in my father's house, die by fire. Every witch in my mother's house, die by fire. Every witch in my husband's house, die by fire. Die. Listen. When a man's ways please the Lord, he will make his enemies to be happy.
peace when we put God first. Ladies and gentlemen, when we put the kingdom of God first, you don't need to pray for a wife. You don't need to pray against demons. God will protect you. Am I talking to somebody here? When I listen to men of God today who don't talk about Christ, I don't want to hear you. Many people today are not being used by God. They are simply using God. There's a, there's a, there's a whole lot of difference. It's one thing for God to use you. It's another thing for you to use God. Yes, Bible says they are enemies of the cross. Yes. Not enemies of Christ. There's a difference between enemies of Christ and enemies of the... Because the cross stands for crucifixion. It stands for sacrifice. He says they are enemies. Of, they preach everything except the cross. Have you noticed that we don't preach the cross? Have you noticed? You turn on TV today. We don't hear about Christ anymore. It's only extempora preaching. High five, ten people. God is going to bless you. <laughs> and you are so excited. And you think it was anointed. A message that is Christless today is a dead message. How can you preach about Christ when you don't even know him? Yes, Is anybody here at all? Yeah. You know, some of you are here, but you have gone home. You know, oh, God, help me today. My time is really, really fast, man. Let me, I want to quickly share, I want to quickly share about four or five things uh, with you before I close. If we're going to advance the gospel, there are about five things that I want to bring before you. Number one, number one, if we're going to advance the kingdom of God, we must put soul winning as a priority. Did you hear what I said? You know what Jesus said? If you have time, in Mark chapter 3, Mark, Mark 13 verse 10, sorry. In Mark 13 verse number 10, you will know what Jesus said? And Jesus said, and this gospel of the kingdom must first be preached. Did you get that? And this gospel of the kingdom must first. Ladies and gentlemen, the key word is the word first. What does it mean? First means before. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, board members, hear me board members, elders, we have to put soul winning as a priority. Do you know there are many things we do today that Christ didn't ask us to do. He never told us to buy a church building. He never told us how our services should go. And you know what? You stay at a board meeting, you stay at an elders meeting, and we will talk two hours about conflict between people in the church, and we will not spend five minutes on soul winning. Can you imagine electricity board? They do everything for us, but they can't generate power. Can you imagine hospital does everything? They file, they file all kinds of things, but they cannot teach no patient. You know what that means? They are useless. They should be closed. Many Christians to be there should just go to heaven. Many churches should be closed. A church that is not evangelizing will fossilize. If we are not winning souls, we are losing souls. Listen, as we have been rejoicing this morning, several thousands of souls have gone to a Christless eternity. Listen to me. There are many roads to hell, but there is no single way out. Once you enter, there is no exit. Hell has no exit. That's why the Bible says hell has enlarged its mouth. And nobody is taking notice. Hello, somebody. So we must bring it back as a priority. Number two. Uh, are you here at all? Uh, you know, my message is going to get a bit hotter now for the next few minutes because the, I'm telling you the truth. This is the heart. If I say everything I've said this morning and I don't say this, I have missed it. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. If there is a word, which is the burden that I came to give to you here, it is this. If we're going to advance the kingdom of God, ladies and gentlemen, pay attention. We must take the gospel to the unreached people. Oh, I'm not sure you understand what I just said right now. 
I'm talking about people who have not had the gospel. You know what somebody said? Why would somebody, listen to me, why would somebody hear the gospel twice, three times, ten times, ten thousand times, and somebody has not had once? Look up. Can you imagine we're having a love feast here today? Watch this. Can you imagine we're having a love feast? After the service, we're just, we're just going to tell everybody, sit down, you are coming to be served. And the ushers and the hostess, they come in, they serve, they serve us food, they serve up to the half there. Yeah, we eat, we're so full. We give them back the plates. They come back again, they feed us. Halfway. They come back again, they feed us. And they are feeding us for seven days. For one, and the people at the back are watching us. They are hungry and they are bypassing them. That's exactly what the church has been doing. You know, we have Bible study, we have prayer meeting, we have prophecy meeting, we have discipleship meeting, we are speaking to the same people, the same people every Sunday. Whereas there are people who have never heard once that Jesus came. They have heard about Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola has reached their village, Coca-Cola has reached their town, Coca-Cola has reached their city, but Jesus, the name Jesus has never reached. Some of us are saying Jesus come the second time. Some people have not even heard that he came once. Let me blow you up a little bit. I need to share the statistics with you. I need to share the statistics with you before you go. Please, church, if you don't write anything, write this. Are you following me? If you don't write anything, write this. This is very, very important. Yeah? The total population of the world today is 7.5 billion. Yeah? Out of the 7.5 billion, 0.75 billion are born again Christians. This is statistics. You can go to Operation, Operation um, Joshua, Joshua Project. You'll find all those statistics. 0.75% are truly born again. That is, if Jesus were to come today, the average number that will see Jesus and, 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 and celebrate is 10%. Why will the church be celebrating if only 10% of the world's population makes heaven? I'm sure some of you are arguing with my statistics. Just hold on. Number two, Nominal Christians. Nominal Christians in the world today, they are 1.64 billion. 1.64 billion, which is 22%. It means they are just bearing the word Christian by name. You go to France, you go to England, a lot of people on the street with that, I'm a Christian, but they don't know him. So 22% of the world's population. So they will tell you, some people will tell you the Christian population is 32%. No, nominal is different from genuinely born again. Number three, 2.91 billion are the people, they have had the gospel, but they have never responded. They have had the gospel, they have never, that's about 39% of the world's population. Almost 40% they've had, but they have never responded. Let me give you the last one. This is where I'm going. 2.17 billion. 2.17 billion, that is 29% of the world's population have never had the gospel at all. They don't have a pastor. They don't have a Bible in their name. They don't have anything. They don't know anything about Christ. They are among the people that we call the unreached people groups. There, there, there are so many thousands of, of them. Its estimate tells us today there are about 7,000 7, unreached people groups who have never had the gospel. There are about 16,500 people groups in the world. Out of those people groups, about 7,000 have never had the gospel before. And they're in a place in the world called the 1040 window. Some of them are in my country, Nigeria. They're in Niger, they're in Sudan, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Iran. A lot of us, when we hear stories, we don't think that God loves Iraqis. We don't think we owe them the gospel. Am I talking to somebody here? Number three, one of the things which is the key is expenditure. Where we spend our money. Let me tell you something. We don't need to sit down in a laboratory and be calculating our mind. Listen to me. If almost 30% of the world's population have not had the gospel once, where should we focus our money? It's there. It's there. And you know what? We spend all our money on conventions. We spend our money in the church here to people who have had again and again and again and again and again. Listen to me. If there was a time that we need to begin to redirect our finances. Listen to me. 
There are things I have used God's money for that I need to, in view of the judgment seat, I need to repent. There are people we've given money to that we should never. Some people will come and speak in the church and they will tell you, I cannot come and speak except you fly me in a first class or a business. I say, let... You know, I don't want to say it with the way because there's some crazy people preaching the gospel today. I want a business class. You have to put me in a suite. You have to, in the name of Christ. What if we don't have that money? Are you following me at all? We must judge ourselves today in view of the judgment seat. What about this? Can I say something to you? Let me give you an American statistic. 95% of the money that they collect in the American church stays in the American church. 4.5 goes into cross-cultural evangelism. It means I want to go and speak in Ghana where they have had the gospel. I want to go and speak in Nigeria where they have had the gospel. I want to take the gospel to UK where most people have had the gospel. I'm going, that is what is called cross-cultural. 0.5%, 0.5% is what we send to people who have never had the gospel. How can we say we're advancing the gospel? How can Jesus come when less than a percent, and you know Americans are far more generous givers than us here. I'm going to close now. Prayer focus. Watch this. You know most of our prayer points? When we pray, when we Pentecostal pray, all our prayer point is about us. Bless me. Bless my wife. Bless my dog. Bless me. Bless. It's all about us. We, listen to me. We have been raised. We have been raised to claim cars. Rather than claim cars, we should be claiming countries. John Knox said, give me Scotland or I die. Where are the people today that will say, God, give me England or I die. Give me Iran or I die. Have you not read in Psalm 2 verse 8, ask, ask of me and I will give you the heathen as an inheritance. In other words, when you come before God, God says, can I give you a car? Can I give you the whole of Scotland? No, I don't want those things. God, give me a nation as my inheritance. I don't want Mercedes Benz. God, I don't want money. I don't want gold. I don't want clothes. What I need, I need nations. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. This is one of the things I ask God. I said, God, when I get to heaven, I want it to be such that somehow in every nation of the world, there must be somebody that will come and meet me. The reason why I am in heaven from Syria alone is because you came. The reason why I'm in heaven from Liberia is because you came to preach. The reason why I'm in heaven from Ghana is because you came. The reason why I'm in heaven is because you came from Nigeria. The reason why I'm in heaven right now from England is because of your ministry. I am from France. I'm in heaven because of you. Ah, I am from Holland because of you. I am from India because of you. I'm from Pakistan because of you. I'm from Tajikistan because of you. Ladies and gentlemen, this should be our prayer. I close. I like to respect people's pulpit. I close on this. In Colossians 1.24, Paul says, I fill up that which is lacking in the suffering of Christ. What does that mean? Does it mean that the suffering of Christ was not complete? Yes and no. Christ paid the full price, but he didn't pay the full price. Paul says, I feel of that which is lacking. In other words, he paid the price to save us, but there is still more price if we are going to advance the gospel. The last point here is that the church, look at me. We must embrace simplicity and sacrifice. Look at me. There are too many Hollywood preachers today. Did you hear what I said? Listen, I'm coming to preach at a convention. Watch this. Please, pastors, you can shoot me, you can do whatever. I'm coming to preach at a convention for three days, morning and evening, and I'm going to be changing my clothes almost three times, changing shoes. You know, I'm in the plane, I'm showing off my ring, and I'm, listen, those guys have no business on the pulpits. Paul says, I feel of that which is lacking. In 1 Corinthians 9, Paul said, I have the right to take all these things, but I'm not going to take them. 
so that I may further the gospel. Look at me. Look at me. God does not need our spear change. He doesn't need our spear prayer. He doesn't need our spear money. He, what he needs is sacrifice. We cannot bless until we bleed. Our religion is a bloody religion. He doesn't want your spear prayer, your spear time. Listen to me. If we are going to advance the gospel as we are stepping into another year, we must embrace sacrifice from the altar to the pew. Stand to your feet, everybody. Stand to your feet. Lift up your hand, everybody. Lift up your hand. Everybody look at me. I could have spoken two hours non-stop. Look at me. You know why? Everybody look at me just for a minute. Somebody say, Pastor, what, what drives you? Do you know what drives me? Look at me. Pastor, what drives you? What drives you? There's only one life we're going to live. One. Life is something that God has not given us a substitute. You have substitute clothes, cars, but not life. And you know something? Many of us, we're almost in the latter phase of our life. I remind myself, Wale, time is short. Wale, don't play stupid games with your life. Wale, don't preach what people want to hear. Wale, God sent you here on an assignment. Wale, you must not play games with your life. What is at stake is too lofty. What is at stake is too great. And you know what? We can leave this place, go to our bed, and never wake up again. There are many of you today, you have been close to death, but God gave you a second term. Ladies and gentlemen, look at me. Look at me. I came as an ambassador of God. The Lord says, I should say to you, this is the time for you to spend the rest of your day, the rest of your time. You must invest your days. You must invest your energy. You must invest your finance. You must invest your prayer in things that are eternal. Lift up your hand. Tell him, Father, use me. Lord, I offer my life quickly. All over this auditorium, God needs you. God needs you. Open your mouth. Open your mouth and respond to God. God, whatever you want to do with my life, I offer it. There were some of you God called you while you were a small child. But you have been diverted. You have been distracted. There's an anointing. There is grace for mission. Where are the prayer warriors here? Where are the people with the body? Where are the people? God is calling. The Holy Spirit is calling. Everybody lift up your hands before God. Come on, lift up your hands before God. Lift up your hand before God. Cry to God. There are people here. You are not praying. You are not praying. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Where are the elders? Tell the Lord, Lord, take my life. Take my life. Lord, take my life. Take my marriage. Lord, take everything. Lord, I offer. I offer my days. I offer my days. I offer my days. I offer my days. Holy Spirit, I lay my life. I lay my life. I lay my life. Come on, young people. Come on, young people. Cry out unto God. Come on, young people. Cry out unto God. Come on. Come on. It's a call. This is a call. This is a call. Come on. Come on. God is calling you. Come on. God is calling you. Mario Lobo Shata. Labrakoba Sakaba. Come on, talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Come on. Come on. Take my life and let it be consecrated to me. Take my moments and my days. Take my moments. 
Let them flow in ceaseless praise. Everybody, look at me. I didn't come here to come and play on anybody's emotion. Life is too short. Did you hear what I said? The man that led me to the Lord, close to 40 years ago, he made a call like that. And I handed over my life to him. I've never turned back. Look at me. This is a serious matter. Young people, look at me. The only thing to spend your life for is God. Vanity upon vanity, all is vanity. God has asked me this morning, this afternoon, you're here under the sound of my voice. You're saying, God, I'm going to answer that call. Some of you listen to me. You may have to answer the call for nations. You may have to say, God, there is a nation you have placed on my heart. I am going. Listen to me. I know with all of my heart. I know with all of my heart that God's hand is upon this walk here. And God is stretching us. God is calling us out to the nations. And if you're here, you say, Pastor, I want to give myself for nations. I want to give myself for missions. Or I want to give myself for evangelism. Ladies and gentlemen, step forward here very quickly. You must not let this moment pass you by. I don't care wherever you want to go. Come here. Come to this altar right now. Come on, come on. This is a serious call. Listen to me. There is a call. There is a call. There is a call. Those of you here, begin to cry out unto God. Come on. Open your mouth here. Those of you at the altar, I want you to do business with God. Come on. Come on, leaders. Come on, leaders. Tell God, wherever you send me, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Open your mouth. Tell the Lord, Father, wherever you send me, Mario Loco Saha. Come on, talk to the Lord. Come on, talk to the Lord. Elaboro de Mosa. Etremando Lobosaka. Come on, cry. Everybody on this altar, open your mouth, open your mouth. Open your mouth, open your mouth. Open your mouth. Father, we lay our life. Come on, church. You're the maker of all things, the lover of my soul. You wipe away all sin and you made me whole. Everybody open your eyes. Look at me. Look at me for a minute. Look at me. Look at my eyes. If not us, who? Look at me. If not you, who will go? And if not now, when? Look at me. A young man. Yesterday morning, in the nation of Nigeria, 36 year old, such an intelligent boy. Close to my pastor. Planning for his wedding this year. Done all his university education. He's, a, he's just about to move into a new home. Slumped. And died. Look at me. It can be you. What excuse are you going to give to God? He's given you all the privilege, all the opportunity. Some of you, you've had the second chance. You may not have the thought. Look at me. I came here as a mouthpiece of God. Some of you need to be sent to foreign fields. That's where your fulfillment will come. Some of you, God will say, let's begin a fire 
of prayer for missions. Enough of this prayer point for our life that has gotten us nowhere. God's hand is upon this house. And there is a cry from nations. There are nations that are waiting. If you don't go, there are people who will make who will not make heaven except we go from here. They are dependent on us. They are dependent on us. We've gone to many nations. There are places we have given the gospel. If you did not go, those people would have ended up in hell. There are nations waiting for us. The celebration is not about celebration. It's not about eating. It's not about a preacher. It's about souls. It's about the kingdom of God. You're here, you say, Pastor, I don't care wherever God wants to send me. Lift up that hands and tell him, say, God, from now I'm going. I place my life on the altar right now. Tell him, no more excuses. Wife, stop giving excuses. Stop pulling your husband back. Husband, stop pulling your wife back. There is only one life. There is only one life. Child of God, there is only one life. There is only one life. Lift up your hand. Just begin to play something. I'm going to ask God to anoint you. I cannot pray for everyone, but lift up your hand. If I can just lay hands on some of you. I can lay hands on some of you. Father, you have given me a burden for missions. Sacrifice. Receive the burden. Lord, receive. I'm only going to touch you. Never the same. Never the same. Never the same. Never the same. Once I lay hands on you, go back to your seat. Never the same. Never the same. I pray for fire. Fire of God. Anoint us with fire. Lord, anoint us with fire. Anoint us with fire. Anoint us with fire. Lord, anoint us with fire. 
fire of the Holy Ghost. Lord, anoint us with fire. Lord, anoint us with fire. Bow your heads quickly. No moving about. Close your eyes. If you're under the sound of my voice, you don't know Jesus as Lord. If you were to drop dead now, you don't know whether you will make heaven or not. If that is you, lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray for you. Say, Pastor, I am not sure if I die now. I can see that hand. Pastor, please pray for me. I want to be saved. I can see another hand. Lift up that hand. I want to see you. Come. Lift it up. I saw the hand at the back there. I can see that hand. Come. Come. Come and meet me. Come. I saw that hand. The guy in cap, come quickly, clap for them, please, clap for them. I saw a hand. Come quickly. Come. Keep clapping for them. Come on. This is the most important part of this meeting. Come on, clap for them. Clap for them. Look at me. Open your eyes, man. Look at me. If you had died before today, you will have gone to a Christless eternity. But because you've raised up, up your hand and you're crying out to God, your name will be written in the book of life Amen. today. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a big round of applause. This is why, this is why we are having our celebration. Look at me. There is no turning back. If you turn back, it is dangerous. You'll be like Lot's wife. You're going to say this prayer after me. But mean this prayer from your heart. Say it from your heart. Is that okay? Mean this prayer from your heart. Close your eyes. Church, will you join me as we say this prayer together? Will you join me? Say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for sending your word to me. Today, I acknowledge I am a sinner. I need a savior. Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and my personal savior. I promise you, I will serve you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name I prayed. Jesus. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a big round of applause. Turn around. Turn around. Everybody look at me. Please give me two more minutes. Everybody look at me quickly. Look into my eyes. I'm a pastor, and I know that a lot of us, we have bastardized things. We've done things in a very, very bad manner, which a lot of us need to repent of. Are you following me, Adam? You are either going or giving. Look at me, just relax, relax. I'm not going to ask you to bring any money, because a lot of pastors have messed up this thing. But look at me. The church will never move forward until some of us begin to give regularly. I personally support missionaries in Asia, personally myself. And look at me. I'm not going to ask you, come forward, you want to give 1,000. I'm not going to do that. But you know what? Everybody must be given to missions. Did you hear what I said? You're going to do me a favor or do yourself a favor. I want you on a monthly basis. Did you hear what I said? On a monthly basis. I want it to be something that is continuous. Look at me. After service, we go to McDonald's. We spend 20 pounds and all this thing. And it will end up in the toilet. It will. You are going to, you are going to do your hair and all kinds of things. The day you die in the mortuary, you are not going to take none of these things there. 
everybody, wherever you've come from today, I want you to participate in this. On a monthly basis, I will not tell you what to give, but on a monthly basis, I want you to begin to give towards missions. Listen to me. Give what is convenient. Some of you, what is convenient is 50 pounds a month. Some of you is 100 pounds. Some of you is 5 pounds. Some of you is 10 pounds. But let it not be that you are not supporting missions. Let me see your hand. You want to do that. You notice I didn't force you. Yeah, I'm not into... No, I won't do that. If you are convinced, let me tell you, I know my brother very well. I know you guys are into missions. But it will help us to expand. Did you hear what I said? Many times we cannot go because there is no money. And I will not be ashamed to ask you for money. Listen to me. You want to be part of it? On a monthly basis. I didn't say you will start a match and you won't do it again. So on a monthly basis, stand to your faith. Stand to your faith. I'm not saying what you have said before in the past. Today, as we are stepping into another year, everybody look around. Pastor, please look around for them. You can see their face. There's no running away. You know what we're going to do? We are going to give you something to feel. Pastor, would that be okay? Please, I beg you. I'm not going to ask you to come out because of time. But please, we're going to hand over a form that you will begin to give. And you know what I wanted to do? Maybe before you go today, yeah? Write your name, your address, maybe your details, and how much, very important, how much you have made up your mind to give. Because by the time you leave, you might change your mind. Did you hear what I said? Your name, how much on a monthly basis. And I want you to start this month. If you can't start this month, start latest April. Is that okay? Lift up your hand before God. And ask God to honor that. Ask God, God, as I've made a commitment, ask God to honor it. Ask God to honor it. Ask God to honor it. Father, I pray for all your children. Please bless them. Please bless them. Bless each and every one of us. Bless our commitment. We thank you, we bless you, we honor you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Everybody look at me. Please, between now and next Sunday, you must write out. That means it must have gotten to the office. Between now and next Sunday, how much you are going to give. I brought a lot of books. I've written almost 18 books right now. They are there at the stand. I'm not going to have time to tell you. But those books will really, really bless you. I'll come there to come and sign a couple of the books if you would like to buy. They will be at the back there. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you and I love you so much. May the Lord bless you. Come on, let's appreciate the man of God again. The Lord bless you. You may take your seats. Uh, just so for your information, um, the missions arm of our ministry is called Christian Life Ministries. And uh, if you want more information, if you go on our website or I'm not 